this is the Becker's Healthcare Podcast, created by the team of Becker's Healthcare, a multimedia company devoted to the people who power U.S. healthcare. Four new 15-minute episodes are released daily, containing industry news, analysis, and thought leadership from powerful healthcare decision makers. Support our show by leaving it a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts or other platforms you use. It's a chance to tell us what you like about the show and act on your feedback. Thanks for listening. Now here's the episode. This is Laura Deirdre with the Becker's Healthcare Podcast. I'm thrilled today to be joined by Dr. Gina Ann Larson, Chief Leadership Development Officer at UAB Medicine and Senior Associate Dean at the School of Medicine. Dr. Larson, it's a pleasure to have you on the podcast today. Thank you so much, Laura. I'm really glad to be here and I appreciate the invitation and the opportunity to share some of what we're doing here at UAB Medicine. Well, fantastic. And I know you've got a a lot of great things going on there at UAB and especially excited to talk a little bit more about female leadership as well. But before we dive into the broader questions, can you tell us a little bit more about yourself and your background? Uh, Yes, I sure will, as well as kind of how I came to be here. Um, I joined the organization about a little over seven years ago, and it was really intriguing. I was recruited by the Dean of the School of Medicine and the CEO of the health system at that time, both of them. And they specifically asked me or gave me the mission based on their vision to really concentrate on higher level leaders and kind of start at that level. And what that meant is a lot of work with um, chairs of large departments here, um, deans as well in the School of Medicine, associate deans, and then certainly senior executives in the health system as well, in the C-suites, as well as their direct report. So it was really kind of unique because um, prior to that um, and earlier than that, I had been a chief learning officer at a large health system, basically doing education for 20,000 plus employees. You know, I have actually also been a senior executive. I've had my own boutique consulting firm around leadership development. But this really gave me this incredible opportunity to really focus, focus on those very those top leaders, which oftentimes when you're focusing on 20,000 plus employees, you, you have very little time left over to really focus on maybe some of the, you know, a fewer number, a lesser number, but a very important group of individuals. Um, so it was an incredible um, opportunity to really take it to really take it to that next level. And it's really seen as a strategy. I mean, we feel or they felt, if I, if I can quote their vision, they felt that if we could focus and help our senior leaders and our chairs be even more and more effective as leaders, it would help the organizational success remain sustainable um, and really chart a course for the organization to continue to grow and to grow in a good way. That's great to hear and definitely amazing that you've been able to really bring those two roles together and have a positive impact on UAB medicine and the communities you serve. Now, given your focus, what are some of your top priorities right now? Oh, wow. It, this is a, a hard question because there's you know a lot of really great things going on in terms of priorities. And we're actually this month, we're you know standing up some programs that began around this time of the year. But probably one of the most exciting and most impactful projects that I'm working on, and again, we just um, kicked off our third cohort yesterday, um, is it's a program geared specifically for our senior executive women, again, here at UAB, across the organization, across the health system, as well as across the school. And really, I'm really tickled with this program. Um, prior to me coming here, and actually for the last 20 years, there was a local organization called Momentum Leaders that was founded here in Birmingham. Actually, the original founder for a while was, was one of my mentors, and I, I value her insights. But 
what her dream, her dream was for this organization was to bring some of the topmost leaders from across organizations here in Birmingham, some throughout the state, and literally offer them a very specialized leadership development experience. And it was wonderful. I participated when I first got here. And I had seen some programs like that in the past, but they either emphasized mainly just networking, some didactics, but this was truly both. I mean, it's literally nine months of sessions of people getting together, obviously networking that continues from the minute you're in the program, you know, throughout your career, just really, really, really amazing, really, really impactful. The challenge that we have is UAB is a large employer here at U in Birmingham, and the program, rightfully so, in the public domain would offer maybe one or two seats per organization. Well, a few of us at UAB who had been through the program, we realized quickly that we have all these incredible colleagues who are executive women that will never have an opportunity because we just don't have enough slots. So the CEO of Momentum Leaders was willing to partner with us to see if we could basically bring the same program in-house. And it's literally a, a parallel program. We have access to all of the nationally known speakers that they bring in, all the programming. I mean, we, we meet with them on Wednesday and then they have the public group on Thursday. So we've been able to do that. And um, it's amazing. And we just started our third cohort, but some of my past participants say, wow, this was really life-changing. And being a large organization, you can say, oh yeah, I kind of knew some of these names or I knew some of these people. Well, maybe. Um, it's really given a fo folks a chance to build bridges and networks throughout the entire organization and really leverage um, as women get to know each other. Hey, if there's an issue or a challenge, I can reach out to somebody who maybe was in my cohort that I worked with. And it just really you know, makes things better. And then I think we as as, as executives, we can support each other. Um, and we've, we've just been able to do wonderful things with it. And I'm blessed because I have, um, again, other executive women around me who've maybe been through the Momentum program, the external program, and we keep a close eye. We're watching, <laughs> you know, we're looking at who should we, you know, nominate for these types of programs, whether it's this or another program. We're really kind of making sure that we're managing that talent. Um, and tapping people, because what you find, again, with some of your best performers in any place, they're busy doing what they do. And, and it's, it's good. And it's incumbent upon us to really kind of look out for them and make sure that they're getting opportunities for learning, opportunities for promotion. So it's just been an, an incredible program. And it's, you know, probably one of the one of the things I'm most excited about that we're doing here. Yes, I mean, that's one program. <laughs> so I don't know if you have any questions because there's there's others, there's other other things that we're working on. I think the last time we counted, we have about 16 different programs underway with very different audiences and with different purposes, but we're really trying to tap into the needs of all the leaders across the organization. Absolutely. And, you know, I, I think that sounds like an amazing program to have for women and emerging leaders who within the organization really could benefit from additional connections and uh, learning and growing and developing for the senior leadership roles. In that particular program, um, you know, when you are selecting folks to join and then um, they, they go through this amazing experience, how do you keep that I guess, momentum going and, and how can they continue to leverage that, what they've learned um, in, in pass that on to additional generations of leaders as well. I know, as you mentioned, it's um, still in the early stages, just a third cohort, but we'd love to hear from your perspective, sure. um, how people continue to grow and develop um, after that experience sure. is over. 
Really good question, but I'll also clarify something. I wouldn't call this, people assume it is, I wouldn't call this an emerging leaders program. We're working on another one. <laughs> this is literally, if you think of job titles, for example, these are on the health system side, senior directors, AVPs and above. Um, on the school side, we have a lot of um, vice chairs, division directors of large divisions. So these are pretty senior level women already that are kind of coming into their own. And how can we, you know, even further support what they're doing um, and, and literally give them the resources that can help them even be more successful. So to your question, okay, that's great, Jeanne. You've had two cohorts, you've got a third. We have another leadership program, our UAB Medicine Institute for Leadership that's now in its seventh cohort. And we're doing some of the same things. So what we're trying to do is we're trying to create where we can strong alumni networks. So we're staying in touch with them. And the beautiful part about Momentum, again, it's been 20 years, it has mastered the art of creating a strong alumni network. I mean, I've been so impressed. I've stayed in touch with my cohort. I've stayed in touch with my coaching triads. And we there's special you know, times for people to get together. And we're trying to replicate some of that. Um, our Momentum ladies are included both in ours as well as... Um, as well as, as well as in the public class too. So um, we're really trying to do that. The other thing that we're doing is in our signature programs, Momentum is one of those, the answer is the other, we are requiring and we're helping folks get an executive coach as they're going through the program, as well as get a formal mentor. And again, we provide that. That's part of that's part of the programming. And actually, that's something we do different. The public group introduces them to a coach. I think they meet with a coach once, but if they want to continue, they have to pay for it. Whereas we consider it part of our program. And then we turn around on the mentoring piece, and it's literally we want you to give back. You know, as you as you grow and learn, we want you to mentor other women. Um, also, I tap them from time to time to come in and do what I call act as an adjunct faculty. Come in and share your experience, you know, come in and present to the group, come in and share your expertise. So it's part networking, but it's also really a, you know, I'm, I'm asking them to kind of, you know, come back and pay it forward, if you will. So, you know, so that's part of our strategy and I'm trying to be very intentional. The other thing I'm trying to be very intentional about with these two programs is creating visibility between the, leaders, the executive leaders, as well as the participants, whether that's, again, through a, a, a workshop, whether that's through a reception, a social event, but I'm literally, again, we're a very large organization, helping folks understand these are the folks that are going through these programs. Please consider them if there's opportunities, if there are projects and whatnot. So I really I'm trying very much to really highlight the participants if you can and present that information back to, to higher level senior executives so they can get a feel for who are these people. So I don't know if that helps answer it. Uh, and if you have any ideas, let me know. <laughs> anyway, we can keep them engaged and make sure that we ensure their success. Obviously I'm tracking, um, I'm tracking for them and sharing it. Uh, any of the promotions that they're getting, you know, we survey them on a regular basis. You know, we watch the various newsletters to really find out how is their career progressing, what's going on with them, and really trying to stay on top of that. And the public program of Momentum does a very good job of that as well in terms of tracking the success of women that have been in their programs. That's amazing to hear. And certainly it sounds like, you know, you've got a great foundation um, and are seeing results as well. 
from building out those networks. And so I, I think that's so impressive. And I, I love to hear that. You know, when you look at where you're at today, I, I know um, it sounds like you've got a lot of different programs going on. How do you see them evolving and growing over the next two to three years? What do you feel like is top of mind right now? And how will things go, um, you know, to, to continue to grow and progress within the overall vision and mission of being able to elevate folks into healthcare leadership? Yeah, no, very good question. I mean, part of the ones that are in place, scaling them to the extent that we can, there's usually a sweet spot for a number in the program. I had originally, for example, thought both of these programs would have 24 or 25 people. We piloted them closer to 16 per cohort. And literally, without exception, the women, the participants in the other program really said, no, 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 we like this 16. We can get to know each other. We can have conversations. But that being said, you know, if there's a way to scale it, you know, and offer it more frequently throughout the year or do some parallel program, certainly we can do that. With respect to how they evolve, um, you know, constantly working with our participants, it evolves the way it needs to evolve. You know, maybe there's different kinds of content, different kinds of discussions that need to happen. And how can we bring that in? Other um, ways of morphing is, you know, we're covering as much as we can leadership. We were finding, we were looking at our nominees for both the Momentum Program and for the Institute. We asked the question, okay, who are we, who are we saying no to? You know, who's being nominated, but they're not getting in? Why? What's going on? How can we help that group? And we quickly realized, and we're in the process of piloting this program fairly soon, we needed what we call an Emerging Leaders Program. You know, somebody has seen potential in them. Somebody is nominating them for one of these extremely competitive programs. They're not getting in, but what can we offer to make sure that they're prepared, if you will, and that they're engaged? So I'm, I'm excited about that. I'm always looking at who didn't get in and why, <laughs> and how can we serve that particular contingent of individuals? So we're, you know, taking care of their needs as well. Absolutely. That's such a great point. And, and, you know, I can imagine there are a lot of different ways you can reach and connect with people, even if they're not in the specific cohorts. Um, do you, I, I guess, in many ways, um, leverage technology or how do you really make things available to folks um, who aren't going through the program at any specific time? No, very, very, very good question. And I'd say in addition to programs, that's probably the more visible public stuff that we do too. But my team and I also do a variety of what we call organizational development initiatives. That might be with a chair, with a senior leader. We might work just with them and their direct reports on a customized program for their needs. So we do a lot of that, they find out about us. And part of our goal with all these programs is, okay, I'm not starting necessarily with frontline leaders and all employees, but if I can work with that leadership group they can help cascade, they can help develop their own leaders, we'll partner with them you know, on that. So that's, that's one thing. Um, I was looking at some annual statistics last year, over our fiscal year, we did like 23 uh, retreats, probably half of them faculty retreats and the other half you know, team retreats on the health system side. So we engage with people that way. We're very blessed too, um, our campus organization, if you will, for the higher ed piece, they do have some wonderful technology. They offer employee development, which we happily refer people to. They curate uh, LinkedIn learning. So constantly you know, offering those opportunities to people, kind of steering them. Um, I and my team spend quite a bit of time, and it's actually, it's fun, 
but literally talking sometimes with individuals or small groups about, you know, here are some opportunities for you here at UAB, other thoughts, let's talk about it. Let's, you know, literally help you craft, if you will, your own leadership development journey, but we'll help you, you know, we'll, we'll give you some direction and, and, and some coaching around that. And it's, uh, again, it's very rewarding. I mean, everybody's kind of coming at this from a different place. They have more, they have less uh, leadership development experience, but literally, you know, we're going to meet them where they're at and see if we can help them. Um, another thing that we do is I help both the selection process, but the onboarding process of senior leaders, as well as uh, new chairs. Um, and I started doing that since I got there on the school side. So I really get to know these individuals and I can really consult with them on their leadership development, but also I'm trying to get them to think like talent managers. Hey, let's talk. <laughs> you know, here's the different things that I'm aware of. You know, think about your Think about your faculty, think about your staff and the people that you want to develop and, you know, how might we help you and how might we partner and direct people? Because I, I really want to partner with them. I don't want to necessarily be a place where, oh, we'll just send people over to, you know, Jean Ann Larson's shop and she'll figure it out. But to really, to really partner with them and have them thinking strategically about how they want to develop themselves and their leaders. That's an amazing perspective and way to look at that. You know, I, I can imagine being able to think through, okay, you know, who's my on my team? How can mm -hmm. I um, level them up and, and work, you know, with you and your department to uh, really produce some great results with the talent that we have? It, it just seems like a great opportunity. Now, before we wrap up here, I have one more quick question. Could you talk through one change that you or your team has made in the last year that's yielded some great results? I'm sitting here smiling because it seems like, you know, change is, change is the way we roll. Um, let's see, we're constantly changing um, how we deliver. I mean, certainly the pandemic, you know, we went immediately to Zoom, but I think it's a combination of how we're offering things to people. Um, a major change that we've also done in terms of is enlarging our audience and looking for new audiences. That's a key issue. Uh, one of the things that we've also done that it seems, you know, like, gosh, you didn't already do this, <laughs> but after we got these programs stood up, it was really being intentional about communicating those successes, communicating the numbers, communicating the impact of the programs. You know, this is not just a luxury. This is impacting the bottom line. And let us let us tell you that story and show that to you. Um, again, you'd think we would have done it earlier, but I think like many organizations, I remember even as a CLO, you just, you kind of, you start by standing stuff up, by making it available, and then you realize you have an incredible story to tell, and by telling that story, it helps ensure, I think, the sustainability of the programs, people want to engage with you, people want to talk to you, people realize how transformational some of these programs can be, so I'd say that's, that's one change, there's probably others. Like I said, I feel like, you know, almost every time we do a program, we're constantly, how can we make it better? You know, what, what's the feedback? What are people saying? You know, how can we make it more impactful for them? Absolutely. I, I love that. And I think definitely um, being able to take the feedback to heart and really, you know, cultivate um, a program that is pivoting to meet the needs of, of whatever they are. I know healthcare, like you said, is very dynamic and a changing field and demands many different things, um, especially from the leaders involved. So Dr. Larson, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. This has been a really fun and interesting discussion, and I look forward to connecting with you again soon. All right. Well, thank you very much. I've enjoyed it. It's so important for leaders at the top of organizations to keep learning, stay sharp, grow their networks. 
To help our audience better do this in a more simplified, personalized, and meaningful way, Becker's Healthcare has launched MyBHC. It's your trusted Becker's Healthcare experience and more with content, connections, events, and learning opportunities. Join the community free of charge at www.my.beckershospitalreview.com and we'll see you there. Thank you.